often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Zapbox Podcast. This is episode 576. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, is nowhere to be seen at the moment. <laughs> Checking the uh, side, side over each shoulder. Not sure where he's at at the moment. Probably downstairs. I just got done taking a little bit of a nap. It's the Labor Day weekend as I'm recording this. And uh, it's a nice three-day weekend for me as uh, the last couple weekends I've only w- had one day off. And uh, man, you know, I've been having throat issues and not being able to talk. thought having a day off, I'd be, I'd be great and good to go, but uh, I fucked up last night. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, did seem like I was having, you know, of course, a allergic reaction to uh, sunscreen and stuff, and I quit using that and everything. That seems to be going good at work. But uh, last night, I I got the old cooler out, the Yeti cooler out, filled it up with Cayman Jack margaritas. They're uh, little uh, things, the margarita things in the cans. I had a Crown Royal Washington Apple drink that was also in a can that was really tasty and very high in alcohol content. I ended up having like four drinks last night, which is a lot for me these days. I used to be like nothing back in the day. Back in my, my 20s, in like early 30s, wasn't really much of a deal. Mainly in my 20s, my late 20s. That was like, oh, that's just a Friday or Saturday night. That's just that's just a starter. <laughs> Nowadays, that's 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 a lot, and uh, the the problem came is the fact that uh, a lot of times when I get a little sauced up, man, I never shut the fuck up, and I was playing Call of Duty with the old uh, work buddies last night, and I did not shut the fuck up at all for hours, reminiscing upon drunk stories and what have you. And, uh, yeah, I lost my voice. It was rough. I wasn't sure how, fuck, I wasn't even sure if I should record an episode today. <laughs> I, <laughs> I fucked my voice up so bad. I was like, oh, fuck. And, uh, yeah, the throat was rough. And so, today, I was still feeling real, like, shit. So, and, uh, a bit hard to talk. Um, so I had to do an audible and, uh, I went to, uh, the old Walgreens picked up some Ricola, uh, and, uh, some cough syrup and, um, I have to look to see what uh, the cough syrup was. It's some new shit. I was really looking for one though specifically for um for sore throats. You know, I don't I wasn't sick. I just had a sore throat. I needed something to fix me up. No man, I thought I turned my phone on silent. I did not. There we go. It's on silent now. <laughs> uh and uh yeah, I mean, I was looking through all kinds of ones. And I was really, I really finally found, I mean, I was, I'd was, i looked through probably every fucking cough syrup they had. Until I finally uh, found one that was, uh, that specifically stated on the front of it that it was, were sore throats. And I wanted one that wasn't a night, you know, I didn't want that one that would knock me out because I, but uh, it would be wise uh, to uh, not do that, you know, uh, to not n- knock me out as I wanted to uh, stay awake for the old podcast. And surprisingly enough, man, I, the Ricola, 
Ricola. I gotta say it right. <laughs> the Ricola. Uh and uh the uh cough syrup. Um definitely seemed to do the trick as uh I don't have the cough syrup up here and I'm like <laughs> Looking on Walgreens' website here to f- find the thing because it's a new. Th- oh, here's the name of the Delsim, uh, which I don't think is a new brand, but the actual cough syrup they had, which I don't see the cough syrup. Um, they had. Uh, I think yeah. Here we. Oh, here's the actual cough syrup, which only rated three stars. But I guess, you know, if you're actually looking for something, it's honey flavored, which I thought the hun- the the flavor was not bad at all. That was another concern of like I didn't want to drink some cold and flu shit that's going to have the leave this awful taste in my mouth. And uh it didn't do that. The the honey made it go down like sweet sweet candy. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> Uh, it's Delsim Cough Plus. And it says sore throat all on the front of it. Big old, big old bold letters. It's got acetaminophen uh, in it as well. And there's dextromethorphan? HBR? It's a cough suppressant? I guess that's the main thing that really helps you. So, I don't know, but it seems like it, it helped a lot. And I took a nap afterwards. And it seemed like, like maybe, uh, maybe it's helped me out. Maybe it's helped me out. I mean, uh, I doubt that I would have been able to talk at all. If, uh, <laughs> I would continue on like, man, I was like, I think we're going to have to take like massive breaks to do the podcast. I was really concerned. I thought I was, you know, getting the throat stuff under control. Still don't think it's cancer though. Still don't think it's cancer. I think it's a vocal cord issue that I don't think is involved with cancer. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm dying. Uh, but the cough syrup. Hopefully I don't get, like, uh, you know, strung out on this shit, you know, get addicted to this. Like, I think I feel like I'm only, uh, you know, doing once a week podcasts, and then maybe I'd only just save it for the podcast. <laughs> Two in the cough syrup. Uh I don't need to start mixing it with uh, other shit and doing like the wrappers, the uh, the drizzle, the the all, whatever the uh, purple drink. Uh, <laughs> what do they call that? Uh, let's see, wrapper drinks. That's probably not gonna. Uh, <clears throat> what the fuck is it? Yeah, this is showing their actual <laughs> drinks. That's not what I wanted. Uh, it's the syrup, syrup, <laughs> purple drink, codeine, and prom. <laughs> yeah, I won't be taking that cough syrup. I just want to point out i won't be taking uh the purple oh god damn it uh man i cannot type at all today i don't know what buttons i'm hitting but they're not good ones not good ones purple oh purple drank not drank (laughs) purple drank Lean. Oh, that that's what the uh, term I was looking for. Lean. <laughs> I don't plan on getting addicted to that, but maybe it would make for good podcasts. I got a, you know, <laughs> I got a sip and syrup, purple drink sip and syrup here. Um, <laughs> oh, that just sounds so horrible. Thinking about adding codeine to fucking cough syrup, <laughs> which kills a lot of people, by the way. The lean. But again, you know, I got to consider weigh the the benefits. To, you know, what could that mean for a podcasting and uh, and whatnot? If if I was on the lean, would I be more entertaining? 
would my voice be that much better? Which it does sound rough because I've really roughed it up last night. I feel like I took some sandpaper and just went in there and just edged out some shit. And uh, and yeah, and it, it sounds roughish. And uh, maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way. I guess it's all uh, a matter of perspective or taste. Like if, you know, you like purple drank or not, that's a matter of taste. I've never tried it. It's probably best that I don't. <laughs> I might be like, holy shit, this fixes my throat. Uh, you know, and apparently it's addictive. And I think the addictive part's probably the codeine. <laughs> Call me crazy. Uh, which here, let's read some lean facts on sandstone care. This is a. Uh, what is lean drink? Lean, also known as purple drink or scissor. It's a concoction that contains a mix of codeine and antihistamine, a promethazine combined with soda, cough syrup. Oh, what kind of soda do you throw in there? Candy and, in some cases, alcohol. Mixing codeine with other substances poses a great risk to those who consume lean. Lean is highly addictive and comes with serious health effects, including respiratory depression, overdose, and, in some cases, death. Lean seems to have been around since the 60s, but became more popular in, in the late 90s when rappers started to reference it in their songs. Since then, it has become more popular among young people, despite its negative consequences. It's been around forever now. Uh, what lean is used for? I mean, I think you already kind of described that. Uh, lean is often used for u its euphoric effects. Uh, some people may drink it to feel relaxed or even dreamy. They may drink it to feel good, to feel sleepy, or to get relief from stress. By acting on a person's central nervous system, lean slows down brain activity and causes sedative effects. It's not really what I'm looking for. I just want to fix my throat here, people. I just want some cough syrup. Uh what does lean taste like? Because it's often mixed with soda or candies, lean usually has a sweet taste. Depending on what a person mixes in it, they may taste more cough syrup, alcohol, or menthol. Is lean a drug? Well, yes, of course. Lean is a drug because it contains the opioid codeine and the antihistamine promethazine. What drug is lean? Codeine. One of the main components of lean is an opioid classified as Schedule II controlled substance. Yada, yada. Um, oh, when did lean become a drug? Lean is believed to have developed around the 60s when musicians would mix Robitussin with beer. Later in the 1900s is when people began mixing coating with soda and hard candy to create lean. Uh, is, uh, Robitussin and beer. That sounds terrible. That sounds really fucking terrible. <laughs> what musicians were doing that? Were they good ones? Who's <laughs> mixing? Who's mixing Robitussin and beer? And what beer? What beer would go best with uh, fucking... Uh, with fucking Robitussin, man. That's, uh, that's, that's a bit crazy to me. That's... Uh... <laughs> uh Yes, it's highly addictive. Yeah, there's basically the same shit over and over again in this article here. <laughs> uh, ro <laughs> Robitussin and beer. I Yeah, I don't see any other, like, uh, instances in there where they're, you know, actually saying what they, <laughs> what kind of beer. You know, um, do you want a hard beer? Like a heavier beer? Kind of hide the taste a little bit of the Robitussin? You go in light beer, like some uh, Bush Bud Light? Or, or what, are you, what are you rocking? What are you... You go in like German hard beer? Which is kind of something I would more go towards anyway, or like a Guinness? As uh, trying, <laughs> trying not to yawn. Maybe that stuff is a little bit drowsy. I didn't see that in any of the side effects. Although I haven't taken much in the way of caffeine today. And uh, I run 
primarily on caffeine every day. Uh, usually, you know, definitely on the days I work, it's like I I'm almost to the point where I'm intravenously using caffeine. It's to the point where I'm just like fucking drag it in, bitches. <laughs> Let's tear it up. Uh, I mean, I haven't yet. I I don't know how you could you would do that with uh, caffeine. I don't know if there's a <laughs> somebody's probably doing that. I mean, caffeine's a powerful drug in itself. Somebody's probably mainlining that shit. But speaking of codeine. I uh went or I watched watched a few new things this week. Well, a few things I hadn't seen. One particular new thing, uh, Painkiller, the uh, show on Netflix, the old Netflix. I was Netflixing and not really chilling. I guess I you know caught it here and there while you know eating and whatnot. I guess I was sleeping at night, but a chilling user references sex. And I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and uh, I definitely wasn't jerking off at all while I was doing it either. So I don't think there was any chill aspect to it, but I wasn't watching Netflix. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> anyway, I uh, I wa- went and watched Painkiller. I also watched the uh, thing on the steroids. Unrelated, it's sort of related. I mean, it's drug shit going on, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I watched Painkiller. It's got Matthew Broderick. I don't, and then uh, I don't know the name of the actress, but uh, she is in uh, another big Netflix show, uh, Orange Is the New Black. She plays Crazy Eyes on Netflix. Let's see if I can. Uh, Pull up the old info here really quickly is, uh, yeah, it's a painkiller. I can't type very well. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce her fucking name. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Yuzo or Uzo Aduba. Uh, yeah, she's the one that uh, was in uh, Orange is the New Black. Basically, her and uh, Matthew Broderick are the main leads of the show. She plays Edie Flowers that's going after Matthew Broderick's character, Richard Sackler. We're just basically trying to take down Purdue Pharma. uh, It's about oxycodone. As uh, the the whole uh, beginning of oxycodone and uh it's a rise in uh basically the creation of it and the whole plant you know the how awful the Sackler family was and is i guess and uh how crazy addictive oxycontin uh was and or well is <laughs> it's still out there People are still, uh, I'm sure, dying from it and everything. But it, it was a it was a decent show, and uh, I you know I've read a lot about stuff through the years. It's been a while on the uh, Purdue Pharma shit, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the uh, the company itself is just got hit with fucking you know major lawsuits in it fucked a lot of shit up with the company but the Sackler family themselves really I don't if I recall don't didn't actually lose much in the way of money and uh and whatnot as uh they uh you know rich people tend not to uh see many consequences for the bad shit they do and, uh, oh, I, I didn't realize this. Uh, one of the actresses in there is David Duchovny's daughter, Wes Duchovny. That's interesting. I did not. That is, that is weird, my own stuff. Did, did not realize that. That's, that's kind of cool. I love me some David Duchovny. David Duchovny. 
it's very interesting. And man, I <laughs> I put a theme on my uh uh shit, my Google Chrome browser. And for whatever reason, the theme makes it to where it doesn't has a color difference when that you can go back on the uh browser buttons like it doesn't highlight like uh on, you know, a normal browser the color changes a little bit on the back button when you can go back. This one looks like you can't go back because, like, the color doesn't change. But it's a cool Ireland uh, <laughs> Dark Hedges theme. I was like, oh, I can't go back. What the hell? And then I hit it and it was like, oh, I can't go back. Confusing. Anyway, yeah. But uh, that's... oh, The point... Uh, the, what I was going to bring up, though, is, like, really diving into the OxyContin stuff. Which is just fucking, you know, you want to see how evil and disgusting drug company companies are. That's that's you know, I don't think a secret to most people. <laughs> the nefariousness, uh, and just the our healthcare system in general. I was hoping, I was really, you know, hoping that the uh, pandemic would uh, shine a light more on. Uh, just kind of how shitty the whole system is here in the states, and that you know maybe it would lead to some big reforms, but uh, doesn't seem like it really changed much. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I'm all for vaccines and stuff. I don't want you know say shit all over that, but uh, the way uh, you know regular people can't afford shit, and that uh, really, I mean, it's it's a for profit business. It's not concerned about really uh, their number one goal isn't. It, I mean, you know, maybe that's not true with every company, but the number one goal isn't like, let's save lives. It's like, how can we profit off this? And sure, a lot of the shit does save lives. You got, you know, uh, insulin. You know, that would be a big one. <laughs> It saves people's lives. And, uh, they, which apparently doesn't cost jack shit to make. But they, uh, I forgot who, uh, sells insulin. <laughs> well, you know, they keep raising the fucking crisis, prices on that because, hey, they want to make money. And it does save people's lives. But it's, you know, it's a fucked up thing. And, uh, I feel like that's one of the, Big reasons I, I'm not fond of <laughs> staying in this country because I feel like I can't afford to get health care when I need it. Like, I got to avoid it at all costs because uh, it's going to bankrupt my ass. <laughs> Anywho, uh, what I was going to say with the uh, OxyContin thing is, like, I've always been afraid to take painkillers. Because, uh, you know, I've always known how addictive they can be. Especially ones, uh, opioids. And, uh... <clears throat> but, you know, I've I've drank a lot of alcohol in my life. <laughs> Though I've never... I've never really felt that, like, I had to have alcohol. It was, uh... <clears throat> not anything like, yes, I have to have this. Uh, feeling with it, thankfully. Um, but I can see how addictive shit can be, because, like, especially with uh, when, when I started getting heavy into running, and uh, <clears throat> started having injuries, and man, I can understand. You know, with oxycontin, the big thing is it's a painkiller, and it's to not feel pain, man, when you've had a serious injury. I can understand doing anything you can to uh, manage that pain. And I think if I were to dance with that devil, I'd be, uh, ooh, it wouldn't end well. <laughs> I don't think it would end well for me at all. Uh, it's a... Uh, <clears throat> although I would think, you know... And, if I ever found out I was going out, you know, like definitely, like soon, like uh, some kind of 
advanced stage of cancer, like leukemia or something or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Something like where they put me on hospice and shit, uh, you know. Then I could see like, hell yeah, what, what's that? Uh, let's get some Oxycontin. Let's get some morphine. <laughs> then I'm probably going to be like, fuck it, yeah. Let's get some heroin. Although I don't like shooting on intravenous stuff. That I, I don't even care if like I'm going to die. Like I don't. Fuck hyperdermic needles. Uh, which actually, you know, a lot of those uh, coding and all that, like the reason why those things exist initially was to give pain relief to people with uh, you know, life-threatening diseases that were, you know, advanced stages of cancer and whatnot. Basically to, you know... Give them a little pain relief on their, you know, on their way out in their last days, sort of situation. <clears throat> Which at that rate, you know, what does it matter if it's fucking addictive or not? I mean, you, you're gonna end soon anyway. <clears throat> so at least you know, man, popular. The this is weird. On the uh, IMDb, uh, they've got a popularity rating now. I never didn't realize this before. I don't know what that's all about. It's down from a five to a four, but it's rated seven and a half out of ten stars. I don't, I don't know how they determine the popularity. I guess how many views people look at it on uh, on the the old uh, IMDb. Not sure, not sure how they or some kind of people rated each week. <laughs> I don't know. Ah. Uh, but yeah, man, if I if I ever went down that rabbit hole, I don't think I would come out of it. I t- I would totally get it, man. I have you know, at uh, and now after running, you know, for close to like a decade of doing running, which I don't run much now. But after doing that and then becoming a steel worker at the age of young age, I started at forty one. I'm now forty two. <laughs> Tell you what, that's not the time to become a steel worker. <laughs> uh, but uh, very physical job, very physical job, and uh, I have pains from that every fucking day. And uh, I do pop some pills. They're just not Schedule Two narcotics. They are uh, Aleve back and muscle uh, pain relief ones. And, hell, I don't even know if they even help that much anymore. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I should probably just stop taking them at all and see how see how it goes. I feel like before I was taking them, it felt worse, but, you know. I didn't know anymore. I got to the point where I was just fucking taking them every day. Therefore, I wasn't taking them every day. It's only when it was, like, a real problem. And then now it's like, you know, I just... If there's pain every day. So I can see easily how if there was Oxycontin, I'm just going to be eating that shit like fucking Pez. Even though, you know, you, you, it's very easy to OD on that shit. As, uh, I don't I don't ever see myself snorting it, though. I've never snorted anything either. And the, the thought of snorting drugs is... Uh, and again, I have never done anything extremely addic- addictive quite like Oxycontin <laughs> that might be... Be like, I need more. I need it immediately. Shove it up your ass. That's the way to go. <sighs> I'm gonna be boofing it before too long. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, and also, while I was at Walgreens, I ran into uh, Doctor H. Greenley that used to be on the show. It's it's been a minute since he he's been on. He's seems like he's doing good. Still playing drums and uh, a big ass beard now. And, uh, yeah. Muffin Man invited me out, actually, to, uh, but it was out to, like, Lake St. Louis, and he didn't tell me till today that, uh, they were, him and his, uh, girlfriend were, uh, barbecuing and stuff, cooking a bunch of food. And, uh, nobody else was coming out. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I, I really just didn't want to go. Like, had he, had he told me, uh, like, maybe a couple of days in advance, I would have, Probably worked around it and made sure I didn't get fucking drunk the night before and fuck up my throat. 
maybe made my way out there. But since he told me like day of and everything, I was just like, man, I just wasn't really feeling it. And uh, with the whole throat and what, what not. But, uh, but yeah, uh, is there the other stuff? Of course I watched the latest episode of Soka and, uh, uh, man, I made the mistake yet again. This is something that I was doing good at not doing with uh, Marvel or Star Wars shows, um, which once upon a time, and I've had this with various TV shows where I've made this mistake and uh, go on either like social media or YouTube and you hear people's theories and like leaks about the shows and like man I just want to watch the show and be entertained by it I don't want to like <laughs> think what the fuck's gonna happen next and all this and just kind of ruin it for me and I just wanted to watch I made the mistake of watching a video on like easter eggs on Ahsoka, I just wanted to see, you know, things I I maybe missed. I didn't want to go, okay, this means that this is going to happen. Let's just find the sh- the hidden shit. And damn it, they were... <laughs> I hope the main theory I heard wasn't true. I don't even think I should bring up the theory by who Merrick is. The uh, It appears to be an Inquisitor uh, in Ahsoka, which Inquisitors are, you know... Involved with the Empire. Well, the Empire, at this point, in Ahsoka, is defunct. There's remnants, but the the Emperor is sort of dead, you know? Because uh, Rise of Skywalker, you know, he comes back. But he's out of power at this point. <laughs> we'll just say that. He was blown up in the Death Star. He's not officially back yet. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, uh... Yeah, so I like I feel like I I I kind of ruined that, and I keep seeing more. Problem is too, like even after you just see you watch a video on YouTube because of the algorithm that YouTube goes off of, it can be a real problem. Like uh, <clears throat> you watch one video like that. And then you just look through your your feed. You scroll through your feed, man, and other videos have shit in their thumbnails that are pretty much spoilers. <laughs> it's like, man, had I just watched the show, I would have been surprised when hitting this. And I feel like it would be way more entertaining. But, uh, but no, I had to watch one Easter egg video now, like... Probably the whole season is going to be destroyed for me. It's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, (laughs) uh, that is a that is a damn shame. And I did uh, uh, also finally get around to watching the the latest James Bond movie. I say latest, uh, like it was came out in 2021 so you know we're a few years after it came out uh, slightly late to the party here uh, <laughs> and it was supposed to be released in 2020 but because of the pandemic um they did not release they because they wanted a, a theater release for that one and uh anyway yeah uh it was uh it was decent. I mean, I I like Daniel Craig's uh his James Bond. I do uh, love me some Daniel Craig. I think Casino Royale, you know, this might be a divisive statement, but I believe Casino Royale is the best Bond movie. I mean, that that is how it should be. I thought that one was just completely fantastic. And uh, I remember going to see that in the theater and just being blown away by it. Like, this is fucking awesome. The scene where Hans Mikkelsen's the uh, the villain in that one. And he's, uh, he's got like a uh, wicker chair. He tore out the bottom. He's got Bond naked. 
who Daniel Craig at the time was fucking jacked. He looked good. <laughs> fucking just chiseled. And he's uh like ties Daniel Craig to the fucking wicker chair that of course has got the seat ripped out on it. And uh he's got this massive rope with a knot on it. Fucking just throwing that slamming that knot from the rope into his fucking nuts. Into Bond's nuts. Right into the Bond sack. <laughs> uh, it's just so fucking brutal and, and great at the same time. And uh Yeah, I there was uh, it's it's just so good. So good. And uh Yeah. Anyway, that's how it like it started for me with like the the Daniel Craig stuff, and so I I had to eventually get around to watching the final Daniel Craig. When I got to say the the title, "No Time to Die," is kind of false advertising, because it seems to me there was plenty of time to die in the movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen this movie that's several years old now. James Bond definitely did die. <laughs> I thought it was a decent movie though. I like I like how it started out. I really like the the intro to it with uh, Rami Malek's character uh killing um the little girl's mother and uh, you know, I don't <laughs> It's not that I like violence against women. It's just that uh the the way the scene was. I mean, it was dark. It's a hell of a way to start a fucking Bond movie. And like he tries to kill the little girl, which ends up becoming spoiler alert again. James Bond's uh, love is uh, <clears throat> this is like her basically origin story, I guess. As Rami Malek, his uh, family was killed by her dad, so he's getting revenge. Like uh, the way it was shot and everything, it's just it was a really good intro. And uh, which I thought, fuck, Casino Royale. Whew. That one started out pretty fucking heavy with the Bond's first kill. Like in the bathroom and all that. That's pretty, pretty brutal. <clears throat> and uh, I feel like the Daniel Craig movies were a little bit less ridiculous than the other ones. And I've always been like a fan of the Bond movies. So, you know, I, I like the cheesiness and all, but there's something to a more grittier, realistic uh, feel to it that I really enjoyed. As, uh, but, you know, I do like some of the real cheesy ones too. I've watched Moonraker and Live and Let Die, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I think I've probably seen all the Roger Moore movies at one point in time or another. Uh, hell, I've probably watched every Bond movie at this point, but I, just, I and there's so many of them, I don't really remember much about them. Most of them I watched, of course, when I was a child. So, uh, and I loved me some Sean Connery, though. That when he came back after a big disappearance, um, this was the 1980s. He came back. Let's find out his last Bond movie. Last Bond movie. It was Never Say Never Again, 1983. You know, he started doing Bonds in the 60s. <laughs> and uh, that one, uh, never... He's clearly got, like, you know, a hairpiece in that one. Like, his hair's been long gone by the time Never Say Never came again. And I, I used, grew up, like, as uh, my father thought that... Uh, you know, Connery was the greatest Bond that ever lived. And uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> man, shit, he is so old <laughs> by the time they did this. Uh, I forgot, Kim, is that, I think that's Kim Basinger in there. Um, but, like, shit, like, uh, which Roger Moore was pretty old by the time he started playing Bond. He was, like, in his, somewhere in his, like, mid to late 50s, I think. Or possibly even older. Um, but Connery, you know, was much younger in the 60s. 
you know, 20 years younger than he was in the 80s. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's Kim Basinger in there. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know why for such a long period of time it was why they would have an old guy playing Bond as, you know, whole point is supposed to be, you know, just beautiful young women pining over him as he's just the biggest spy, you know, the greatest spy to ever live. You know, it seemed funny to me that it was just this fucking ancient old man. <laughs> uh, by that point, like, Connery had to be, like, in his 60s. By the time uh, Never Say Never Again, I'm thinking. Was, uh, I mean, he definitely looked it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, those were the two main older ones. Like, Lazenby only did, like, one Bond movie, I think. George Lazenby. Like, he was, like, in between uh, Roger Moore and... Uh, Connery, if I'm not mistaken, but I feel like Connery was Con- or uh, Moore was started like in it, earliest in his fifties, and you could tell he looks fucking old. He did a lot of them. He did a fuck ton of James Bond movies. Like he had to be in it at least somewhere in his sixties when he quit doing them. And again, just like these beautiful young ladies. Just like swooning, swooning over that uh, this fucking old dude. <laughs> uh, when in reality, like uh, I just, I love the the whole concept of these you know spy movies with like Bond, the, the way they sell it as. When in reality, spies are nothing like this. <laughs> this is. Nothing like real spies. This is definitely a little bit different. It's it's definitely not reality. Uh, uh, now, True Lies, that was a spy movie that uh, was totally 100% accurate. I mean, wh- without a doubt. Like, that is... <laughs> that's more realistic. I mean, it's got Arnold in it. That makes it way more realistic. That a bodybuilder is pretending to be just a... I think he's a computer programmer in that movie. Or that's like his cover job, rather. But, I mean, he's, you know, selling it off as he does shit with computers or something. Meanwhile, he speaks like 10 different languages. You know, can, f- can fly a fucking Harrier jet. <laughs> he can just do whatever. He's, you know, a man of the world. Man of the fucking world. I was that's one thing I really loved in the Bond movies. And uh you see that of course in this this latest the last of the Daniel Craig is that uh Bond can fly and so can his re- replacement 007. The uh I forgot her name but uh she is the cuz like at the beginning of of the uh, film Bond is retired. And uh ends up going back in the end, but in the end, yeah, he ends up dying. So, like, it's a short-lived comeback. <laughs> like, uh, his replacement, 007, um, she can also fly. And experimental crafts. She's just knows how to fly this shit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's spies that have, like, pilot license and shit. And, you know, maybe one was in the Air Force or something and knows how to fly like a, you know, a jet of some sort. But I feel like that's probably a very small percentage <laughs> of any that would actually be able to to fly a, a jet or some kind of experimental aircraft without it getting any advanced training. <laughs> Just jump in a cockpit and be like, yes, here we go. Uh, the knowledge they give them. I mean, I love the movies, don't get me wrong, but it's like when I, I guess I'm just getting too old when I start really breaking down things and like, this makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I got to just, you know, go with it. Be entertained. 
I do I do have to say, man, I was surprised. I thought Anna de Armas would have a larger role in the movie. Um, if you're familiar with her, she's the one that recently played Marilyn Monroe on the uh, Netflix movie, and uh, I came to know her from uh, Knock Knock, the I believe it's Eli Roth movie. With Keanu Reeves and her, uh, it was her and another actress that I do not know the name of. Um, show up at Keanu Reeves' house. He's a, a married father that has, I think, one one kid. It might be, t- I think, it's just one kid. But in the beginning, like he's like a writer or something. He's staying at home to write, and his wife and child leave to go somewhere, and it's like a sort of a few days sort of thing that they're gone. It's it's a good movie. It's an entertaining movie. And uh, it's sort of a horror movie, or a, I, don't, I don't know if you'd consider it a horror, because no one ends up dying in it, if I, in it, if I recall. It's a, it's an Eli Roth movie. We'll just say that. And uh, it that was my first experience of uh, Anna de Armas, and it was, I guess, almost like a psychological thriller, sort of. It was... The premise is Anna de Armas and the other actress that's with her uh, show up while Keanu Reeves' wife and child are gone. <laughs> and uh, he's got to get all this work done, whatever the writing or whatever the fuck job he does. He's working from home. <laughs> and uh, pre-pandemic. This is just, his job's already a work-from-home thing. And he... Uh, <laughs> They show up. It's like a storm out or something. They claim that their, you know, cars, their car accident or broke down or something. And then uh, they end up seducing Keanu Reeves and basically almost to the point where just like straight up just rape him basically, but like uh, (laughs) really forcing him to like just keep pushing to try to have sex with them. Like at first, you know, he's not going for their advances and then eventually he does end up like fucking them and they of course record it and everything. And uh, they tell them after the fact that they're underage girls, which I don't even remember in the movie. They may not even be underage girls. Like they uh, obviously weren't as uh, actual underage themselves. And, uh, at the time, the actresses that were that, that were in it. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they like record that, and then they uh, they end up really fucking with Keanu Reeves the whole time they're fucking with him. Like, and uh, in in the end, they end up going on like all of his social media accounts and stuff, and like showing the videos where he fucked the two of them, <laughs> and like. Bury him uh, alive in the yard with the, just his head out while they're like posting this shit to his social media accounts, and like he can see all the people disgustingly reacting to it, like his family and friends, and all this shit, and his you know his wife's like driving home, and as this shit's going down, and they uh, write all this shit about uh, on the walls and stuff. I don't remember what all the shit was they wrote on the walls. But like, uh, basically, they just completely destroy his life. <laughs> Which, it's sort of a horror movie. I don't know what kind of type of movie you'd really want to call that, but it's. I would definitely watch that movie. It is a worthwhile watch. Um, it was on Netflix at one point. I'm not sure. I don't think it is anymore. But uh, it it's a good one. That was my introduction to Anna de Armas. And uh, I thought she was going to have a bigger role in the Bond movie. Which I thought she was decent in it. Um, I mean, you can get to learn the acting much. There wasn't much acting. She didn't. Her character wasn't involved that much, but she had some good action scenes. And uh, I don't think in any of the other movies I've watched with her that I've seen her do like action. But I was saddened. I like Anna de Armas. I wanted to have a more developed character, but apparently they weren't all about that in that movie. <laughs> they were just like, she looks good in this dress. Let's keep that and have her kick the shit out of you people. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been my, uh, my throat's starting to feel a little rough again, but the cough syrup got to say overall fucking lifesaver. Not going to mix any codeine in it, but, uh, <laughs> 
feel like feel like it was a win. I'm gonna probably take some more of it after the show so to uh, stop myself from. Uh, it's been several hours now. Uh, it should be safe to take it again. Again, as long as I don't add coding. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, there was other things I was gonna bring up, and uh, I'm blanking a bit. Blanking. I don't think it's the cough syrup. I think it's just my normal digressions keep me away from uh, anything that I plan on talking about. Sort of a sort of a repeat thing for me. Ugh, there was one thing I, I was gonna, I guess, mention a little bit earlier, and then I didn't. Um, Call of Duty, which uh, I think this is probably. Uh, something that transpired due to the fact that Microsoft bought out Activision. And I feel like that's something that uh, Microsoft is rolling out here. But within the last few days, they have it to where you can get banned for things that you say on voice chat. Which I'm not sure if part... I'm hoping party chat's not involved with that because I figure, like, if you're talking to your friends... You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to your friends, right? <laughs> they agreed to be in a party with you, right? <laughs> they can opt out, or you can kick the other one. Um, I'm hoping it's not that. Um, I'm going to look that up now. Uh, but, yeah, they implemented this, and, I man, they're supposed to have moderators listening to this, and that's how you get kicked, so you're being... That's got to be an insane amount of moderators where they're using. <clears throat> okay, yeah, it is AI. I was wondering what was it's. Yeah, it's AI. So they're listening for uh, keywords and shit. And uh, a friend of mine already got uh, hit with. Uh, he didn't get banned, but he got a warning. And it was not the friend I thought it would have been. <laughs> the, the one that immediately uh, a buddy. Uh, friend Brandon was like me. He's gonna get and yeah, he says some fucking hateful shit. <laughs> oh, there, like we were all like, yeah, he's gonna get banned. He wasn't the first one to get warned. He is, as far as I know, has not gotten any warning. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. The, this is PCWorld.com. It's got an article on it. Uh, yeah, I was wondering how this fucking worked. I thought it was had to be AI because you'd have to have a fuck ton of moderators, but I guess AI informs the moderators to check out their shit. See, it says here, Call of Duty's new AI moderator is listening to your voice chat. Tox mod AI-powered speech analysis will flag the most foul-mouthed players for Activision's human moderators to punish. Which, the shit is really toxic, but I f again, I hope this... It's just in the public stuff, not when you're partied up. <laughs> See here, you have to be a brave soul to wander into public voice chats for modern online shooters or the kind of jerk who just enjoys that sort of toxic environment. The Call of Duty series is infamous for its vulgar and off-putting voice chat, especially in open public games. To combat the worst of the worst players who ruin the experience for others... Activision is calling for backup from uh, Modulate, a company that offers an AI-powered voice chat monitor designed specifically to spot bad behavior in games. ToxMod is more than just a word filter, according to the blog post on CallofDuty.com. Uh, in addition to rather vanilla flagging of hate speech, discriminatory language, harassment, and more, Modulate says that ToxMod can distinguish tone, intent, and context in human speech. On top of the usual four-letter words and general asshole behavior, <laughs> ToxMod, I'm constantly fuck, shit, piss. But, you know, I feel like my tone's decent. Like, I don't mean deal it in a hateful tone. I'm not like, fuck you, you piece of shit, you fucking... <laughs> uh, although when I when I die, when I make a huge mistake, I'm like, fuck, goddammit. <laughs> That's different, but it's not directed at an individual. Anyway, on top of the usual four-letter words and general asshole behavior, ToxMod may be able to detect more subtle and insidious uses of in-game voice chat, like recruitment for online extremists or attempts to s 
at soliciting sexual contact with minors. Well, thankfully, I haven't come into contact with that. I knew it was toxic out there, but damn. Toxmod is currently being used mostly on smaller VR titles, notably Among Us VR, but COD is its biggest client by far. The system isn't being given carte blanche powers, however. Speech automatically recorded and flagged by Toxmod still has to be reviewed by one of Activision's human moderators who probably have a really exhausting job. That's what it says in the article. Uh, you're goddamn right. This <laughs> they're busy 24-7, I would imagine. If the speech is found to violate Call of Duty's official code of conduct, w- conduct, which bars derogatory comments based on race, gender identity, or expression, sexual orientation, age, culture, faith, mental or physical abilities, or country of origin, players will be given the appropriate moder- uh, moderator actions. Punishments range from a two-day suspension to full lifetime bans for repeated or particularly extreme offenses Toxmod is being used right now for multiplayer matches in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone in in initial beta the full rollout plan for Modern Warfare 3's launch in November at the moment only English chats I was curious about that because you know there's people all over the world who play this only English chats are being monitored so if I speak in German I should be safe right (laughs) But uh, Activision plans to expand its capability to more languages at some point. And that's the that's the end of the article. That's that's all she wrote on that. The, uh, as Agent Fox Mulder has some shit to say about that, he's like, "Man, am I going to get banned?" I mean, he's a toxic player. He's all over there. Meow, meow. He really hates it when. Little bitches come up on him with a riot shield and <laughs> kill him with a throwing knife. You know, it's the worst. <laughs> he's just fucking, he's fucking hitting the screen. Just losing his shit completely. Going all Agent Fox Mulder like he would do, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. So far, I haven't been flagged, but I in that... I didn't see in the article, though, whether... I mean, it does sound like it's in the public thing. Uh, I don't know about party chat. Um, this is a... Uh, this is an actual website for Call of Duty. I just want the question... Oh, there's a and a What are the questions? I feel like this should... No, no, that doesn't show. Fox, calm down, buddy. Let's calm it down. Uh, do do Yada yada. I want like a. <laughs> Can I opt out of voice chat moderation? <laughs> uh. Hmm. Oh, it just says players that do not wish to have their voice chat moderated can disable in-game voice chat in the settings menu. It just says voice chat in general, so fuck. That might be fucked. Um. Uh, I feel like, man, if I'm just, again, talk to my friends and they're not offended by it. By, what you know, because I... I a lot of uh, explicit, you know, I make, you know, vulgar. I, I talk about shitting. I talk, you know, they're my friends. <laughs> We're open with each other. Uh, <clears throat> there's a, uh, yeah, and with uh, my one friend that did get uh, hit with a warning, it didn't say what it was, what exactly got him. Uh, it didn't explain what what got him uh hurt there. He did have full lobby, um, chat involved. So I mean, he could have said something to somebody that did get offended. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I I am not sure. 
so yeah, I have that shit turned off. I the, the proximity chat, I turn that stuff off mainly because I just don't want to hear what other people say because there's just a lot of people saying stupid shit, which I understand why they're rolling this out. I just don't feel like I as Agent Mulder just keeps wanting to voice an opinion on here. As uh, I really don't don't feel like that that's really necessary if you're in a again just like chatting with friends and that no one else can hear your conversation. Like last weekend, I was playing uh, Risqué's Smell Yo Dick over <laughs> over our party chat. I like to play, I'll play songs uh, as we're dropping in on Warzone. Because like pumped up to get a dub, get a win. So our team like flies in to the Warzone. And I opted for Smell Yo Dick on one, which I feel like that might be an issue. If they're listening in, they might be like, that is, <laughs> let me smell yo dick. Oh, which is a classic song. And it's a lesson to be learned that, you know, if you're, you're going to fool around on your, on your lady, watch out, man. She might, she might smell yo dick and she might be able to smell that strange pussy on there. It's a, it's a valuable lesson to be learned in that song. Ow, is the Agent Mulder's biting me. <laughs> Getting attacked by a cat. This Eli, no. Oh, call, okay, I got him in my lap now. And hopefully he calms down. He's, uh... <laughs> uh this little guy is just rules rules this house here. Everything, I gotta clear everything by him. Because he's... He's my master. <laughs> uh, this is why I work so hard. It's for this little fella. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I'm going to see. I'm wondering just in my... Because it doesn't say like four-letter words, you know, fuck, shit, piss. Well, piss isn't really a curse word. but I mean, I say fuck a lot while playing Call of Duty. <laughs> but my tone, again, my tone when I'm saying it, Generally is is not a, in a uh, aggressive tone. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like fuck when I fucked up and I know I fucked up, which happens a lot. It's not directed at a, at a person. It's just like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> There's a lot of the ah oh, fucks. Shit. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I'll know soon enough whether or not that gets me banned. I mean, they shouldn't ban me for life, I would imagine, for saying that. If anything, I might get, like, a two-day ban or something, and I'm just like, okay, I got to really watch what I'm saying, which sucks. Again, because I'm not, I'm not doing the chat where everyone can hear me. I'm just my adult friends that I work with <laughs> that are in their 30s and 40s. Well, there's, there's one that's in his 20s, to be fair. And, uh, I, uh... I feel like we should just be able to to uh, have an adult conversation. Well, we're uh, playing a what would appear to be an adult game, you know. I mean, they're you're killing people in the game. It should, you know. I I do do agree though. I mean, it's a very toxic environment. The people that play that fucking not everybody, but if you listen to the voice, if you actually. Listen to the full lobby. There's some super toxic people in there. I just don't know how far this voice <laughs> moderation is going to go. Again, like party chat. Leave the party chat alone. If you have only the people in your party, <laughs> unless, of course, you're some kind of fucking terrorist, some kind of extremist or something, or, you know, talking about, I don't know, a sex trafficking ring or something. That You know, that could be something. And maybe you could get the FBI involved on or some kind of, terrorism organization something <clears throat> uh you know whatever let's i'm used to that anyway because the you know any kind of phone call i make <laughs> whenever uh cell phone phones for when i first really got a cell phone i guess uh, shelly and i used to call each other and uh just threw out keywords that we thought the nsa would be like oh hey we need to start listening to this and then we're like okay now that we got their attention let's start to talk about really weird shit now <laughs> We just say Bin Laden, Bin Laden, like start the phone call like that. This is pre-Bin Laden dying. 
<laughs> like, they're like, yeah, this could entertain. This could entertain somebody at the NSA. You know, they they probably listen to shit all the time. Like, oh fuck, there's nothing going on. This dude just says Bin Laden, but there's you know insane amount of Bin Ladens out there. Like, <laughs> or if you just say like jihad, just in passing. <laughs> I imagine like it's got to come up in conversations all the time, right? <laughs> and not necessarily a real holy war is what they're talking about. Like, you'd be shooting the shit. And be like, this coffee maker's pissing me off. I'm going to commit a jihad on it. Probably a normal conversation with somebody in the Middle East, right? I commit jihad on Folgers. <laughs> the coffee tasting like shit. Next thing you know, the NSA is monitoring everything you do. Uh, anyway, yeah. I just hope I don't get banned. I mean, I kind of... Give me plenty of more free time. Although, I, one thing I am excited about, Call of Duty coming out. They got the uh, Halloween operators coming out, and the... It sounds like it's rumored at this point. Not confirmed. But it sounds like the one and only... Bruce fucking Campbell is going to be on there as Ash Williams from Evil Dead. Now, no no uh, visuals on what he may look like. What version of Ash will be in the game? Will he have the chainsaw arm? Will he not? Will he have it as a weapon? Can he use a melee attack with the chainsaw? These are questions that really need an answer. I have not seen yet. Uh, this is somebody, I guess, saw uh, looking through the source code of Call of Duty and found, like, it's, it appears that they're working on getting that as operators. And uh, we shall see. But that will be forever my operator on Call of Duty as long as I can use that. If that, I will never need to buy another one because I would love me some Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and I love killing deadites. I'm not going to let any of them swallow my soul. And uh, that's really all I've got. Yeah. as I, Man, I was so worried that my throat would just be hurting so bad by t- like talking but talking this long. And yet I'm good. That, whew, that cough syrup was worth its weight in gold. And so, uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. Thank <laughs> you.